So hi Alex, I forgot to ask Hello. you last time. Is it a German name actually? So Alex is a typical German name, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. No, there are lots of Ale Alex in, in Spain? There are, let's say. Not a lot, but there are, yeah. Okay. The next important question is, how warm is in Spain right now? The temperature, let me check, but it's like 14 Celsius degrees. Oh, 14. Okay. But so we have, I think, min minus three or something like this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. But but it's it's cloudy. Okay. Really, yeah. So, and uh, your title at Red Hat right now is the Director of Developer Experience, right? Yeah. So you are directing my experience. That's your job? <laughs> yeah, let, let's say that it's like, you know, improving, um, yes, let's say improving the developer experience of, of developers, right? I mean, it's like going to conferences and, and show, uh, showing them um, how they can do things maybe better or, or easier. Okay. And yeah, it's, it's more like, like, like this. And also, in, 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 let's say that within Red Hat also, uh, Providing some kind of feedback, right, to uh, okay. some projects, basically Quarkus, for, you know, saying, yeah, well, we can do this in this way and this other way. Well, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a bit of, of this kind of, of job. But... Okay. So so this is what your uh, your job is similar to what the, you know, Sun Microsystems evangelist uh, did back then, like the NetBeans and Java E and stuff like that, right? So a similar job? Yeah, we could... Yeah, we can say uh, it's a similar job and in, in, in the case of in our group in Red Hat, basically it, it, we are focused on um, Kubernetes, Istio, Knative, Quarkus and, and nowadays also Kafka. So let's say that we are just, you know, focused on, on, on this okay. uh, as in these topics. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, sometimes um, some of us has or are predilect to other topics. For example, in my case, I really love to go um, and speak about uh, testing, but for example, Edson is more about uh, even sourcing. So I mean that at the end, uh, we've got like core topics and then of us has some specific or you know, content that we love to deliver as well, Okay, which is more personal. So what's your main focus these days? Yeah, these days, the, 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 my main focus is... Um, uh, Istio, in, in, I mean, in the Kubernetes side, let's say in this way, it's Istio. Mm -hmm. uh, and then in the Java side, it's um, Quarkus. Mm -hmm. And then in the testing side, it's uh, testing in production. So basically, usually you can uh, uh, see me delivering talks about Istio or Quarkus or testing in production. Okay, so this is what you are, your interests are, and this is what you will speak in the upcoming conferences, right? Yeah. By the way, um, have you attended the uh, Code One conference uh, last year in 2019? No, I, I mean, I've just uh, been in, in, when it was Java One uh, mm -hmm. in 2015, mm -hmm. and I've never been again in, to Java One or Code One. Okay, so uh, because I missed last year, so I wanted to ask you about the experience. Um, but okay, so let's start with Java, or um, I think this is Quarkus, what, uh, what your interests are. What was your road to Quarkus? So how, how you found it out? Have you got, you know, an internal memo at Red Hat? So what, what was the story behind Quarkus and you? Well, yeah, but, but basically but my, my, I mean, it was funny because at the very beginning, Quarkus was something 
secret, let's say, even inside Red Hat, okay? Mm -hmm. And I, 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 my um, initial um, steps were to, I mean, I was uh, creating a workshop for uh, Istio, so I was, you know, creating a, a, a Istio material, and I had a problem with my computer, it was, you know, an old computer, so I couldn't um, deploy all the Istio stuff plus all the microservices that I was uh, developing at the same time. I mean, it was really, really slow and I gave it a lot of uh, timeout errors. And then I started to create the Micronaut version of these services, right? Because uh, basically I choose, um, or I chose a Micronaut because I didn't know that there was Quarkus. And, uh, and at the same time, Micronaut allows me to uh, create a GraalVM version, so a NAT uh, uh, execution of the Java uh, code, which works pretty fast with low memory requirements. And I start, you know, creating, uh, I mean, writing all my services in Micronaut, and then I send a pull request to the to the workshop, and then I get it a, 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 an email saying, well, actually, um, it, it, it's okay to use Micronaut, but we are uh, working in Red Hat with a new uh, secret project, which, you know, uh, allows us to uh, also, take all the enterprise APIs out there, like Arbor, and so on, and making them GraalVM uh, compatible. And it was like, okay, then uh, this is how I uh, started learning about Quarkus. And then after that, after two weeks or so, it was released internally. So you couldn't start uh, uh, trying it internally. All, all, I mean, that you need to use some kind of username and password to, you know, to get into the um, Maven or the, the, you know, the Maven repo. And then after one more month, then it, when it was when the first version was uh, available uh, publicly. So yeah, this is how I, I, I knew about Quarkus and, and yeah, and my story behind Quarkus. So I would say that after one month and a half or something like that, or two months that I knew about Quarkus, I was able to, uh, as everyone else, start using Quarkus, you know, okay. you know in the, when was it roughly? So w when was your workshop, you remember? So uh, which month was last year? So probably, in, in, I mean, in February or March of yeah, 2019, exactly. probably yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and, uh, but the Micronode, so Micronode is also nice. So it, it worked well, right, with Micronode? Yeah. And uh, people ask me about uh, Micronode and, and actually like the approach about Micronode as well. The problem is what I see or what I don't like is they, they, they have their own uh, annotations and programming model, which is a little bit problematic for my clients. And the difference to a Quarkus is that Quarkus looks almost like in a white flag code, but is repackaged or optimized by Quarkus, right? So this is the main difference, I would say. Yeah, I, I, I always say that, yeah, there is some kind of performance uh, uh, um, also I mean that in the sense that Quarkus uh, is pretty much faster than uh, Micronaut but then we are talking about micro um, yeah, this, this really uh, doesn't matter so, I would so, say this, 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 yeah, so it doesn't yeah. matter exactly so, so this is it's, you know some, I mean that some people ask me about this and it's like okay yeah but it's really a small difference which is stupid to compare in this way but I always say that uh, one of the great things about Quarkus is that it uses um, all the uh, all the enterprise APIs out there plus the uh, uh, microprofile spec, which means that it's an spec. So everything that you learn 
from yourself using Quarkus, then, you know, in a future project or in another company, you'll be able to use all this knowledge for other technologies. Like, for example, if you want to use a microprofile with, um, for example, a Glassfish or Payara or Tommy or it doesn't matter. I mean, it's still valid. Yeah. So you can create your Quarkus project, learn new APIs, then start a new project with, you know, Tommy or Payara or Wildfly, and you can still use all this knowledge to, you know, to develop your services. And this is something that it, it's not happening with Micronaut. So you learn new things, and then if the next project is not done with Micronaut, then, okay. Yeah. And, uh, and so uh, uh, absolutely. And um, yeah, this uh, comparing the performance is really, it really doesn't matter at all. This is exactly the same, you know, in the JavaScript world, uh, they, they, they count in, uh, um, they measure performance of, let's say, get element by ID versus document, uh, document select uh, something. And this is like, you know, yeah. one microsecond slower or faster. And uh, if you hit the server once, it doesn't matter at all. Because, I mean, this really doesn't matter. And um, yeah, yeah, you were right with the, um, the enterprise and microprofile API. And now a story. Um, so I uh, coach, funny enough, uh, several uh, startups right now. And uh, in one, we had uh, a stock a thin war a Java project. And so he asked me, you know, what we can do. So uh, is there something new on the horizon? So I go, okay, if you like, um, I can show you something. And uh, and uh, I introduce uh, him to Quarkus. And the project was like mid-range, I would say. Huh. Uh, I would say 20 to 50 JPA tables. So this is uh, also more than 20. I would say more like 50 JPA tables, JAXRS, endpoints, WebSockets, uh, SSE, and uh, uh, so the typical, I would say, so like uh, Jakarta E architecture. And mm. in, I think, half a day, the, we migrated to Quarkus uh, on uh, Hibernate ORM. And, uh, and yeah, it worked and it uh, starts faster. And consumes half of uh, memory, which didn't matter for the for the startup at all. But I mean, it's slower, faster, and um, yeah, he's excited right now. So um, um, yeah, so it, it really works. So, and uh, now my story about Corcus because it's also funny. I got from Red Hat from one developer. Like uh, we had a chat, and he said, "Soon we will we will release something you will like." It's like I I don't believe in it because you know we got. Uh, Whitefly Swarm, I didn't like it at all because uh, the problem Red Hat had was the Whitefly was uh, small enough. So for me, it was not like huge difference uh, using, you know, Whitefly Swarm or Thorntail over uh, Whitefly. I never got it why I should switch from Whitefly full to Thorntail. And the same story in Payara, there's Payara and Payara Micro. So, okay, I never use Payara Micro because the Payara is uh, fast enough. And so I, I suspected, you know, there would be like Thorntail optimization. And I say, okay, another one. But as Quarkus came out, I just, okay, now I'm curious. And uh, I created a project. I uh, generated or just Maven Clean install. Look at the plugins. So, okay, lots of plugins. I don't like that. But let's see what happens, right? And then run the project. And there was the jar. I immediately um, un, un, unzipped the jar and looked inside what's inside. I like, okay, interesting. And then I found in lib lots of jars, and I say that's actually the very first time with something new happens. And uh, what I really like at the beginning is the separation of business logic in the you know uh, business jar and all the infrastructure which is immutable. It can be shipped separately 
to Docker, which was amazing. And I was yeah. like, from day one, it was, I think, in March. This is why I asked you. So it was from day one, this was like zero something. So zero, I, I, I confused the Quarkus version with Docker versions. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, this was uh, the first time it's like, okay, this is the true next step, you know, from Java E deployment, deployment model to something new, which which is really worth considering because it's not like, you know, something new is like uh, looking what developers are doing and, you know, improving the Jakarta E deployment model or MicroProfile deployment model and, and make it viable for or improving it towards clouds and containers. Yeah, in fact, with Quarkus, you, you still have a, an option that you need to set it specifically to create a Uber jar. I mean, that, let's say that like a Springwood jar, right? That where everything is packed inside a jar file. Because there are some people that ask me after the session, hey, can I do a Uber jar? I mean, in, in, you know, everything packed inside the jar. And I said, yes, there is an option that you can use it. But I, I always explain exactly what you, you said that, the good thing about having the infrastructure jars and the business jar in a different uh, place is that now you can cache the, the layers or the Docker layers. So you, you uh, I mean, at, at the beginning, it's true that you are updating the uh, all the versions uh, frequently or adding new extensions or new jars and so on. But when the uh, project is stable, usually what you're doing is just back fixing. So you're just changing your business logic. And then it's like, why you want to, you know, spend more and more time on sites creating new uh, Docker layers when the, the leap layer is always the same? So this is one thing that is really cool about yeah. Quarkus, that you can, you know, yeah. re reuse the Docker layers all the time. Yeah, I, I never got actually, really, I asked all the time, what's the point of Uber jars and Fed jars? And uh, I started asking, I think, five years ago, and no one could explain me that because if if you think about this this is completely wrong approach you know because uh, most of the business logic you write is tiny and you will have to repackage everything and reload over and over again or so you know only a tiny fraction of the entire ship uh, deployment uh, deployment unit changes and uh, Quarkus keeps it separate but recently I found a use case for 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 a Uber jar or Fed jar and this is I use Quarkus right now for developing a desktop app, so it's a little bit funky. So it's more like, you know, uh, I don't know whether you're aware of how it's called the Electron app, something like this, you know, where, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, like desktop app where server is behind. And mm -hmm. I use Graal VM for that, but uh, uh, I think the newest Quarkus was, uh, the Graal VM was backported to 13-something, and uh, there was mm -hmm. a bug in Graal VM with JGit, so it didn't work as I expected. So um, I, I had to use for a brief amount of time the uh, the Java version, and then I had to you know to copy all the jars. And this would make sense for desktop apps. They can ship actually a jar in case you cannot use GraalVM. So this is what I so this is typical bare metal deployment. If there is no no Docker, no Kubernetes, and you have to ship your code on bare metal, this is where Uber jars or Fed jars make sense. And by the way, what is the flag? You know it. Uh, for for the Uber jars, uh, I can check it in a moment. Yeah, give it to uh, show notes. Uh, this would be nice. Send me a mail. I will put it to show notes because yeah, uh, for this yeah. particular case, for desktop apps, Uber jars are great for all or 
on my project they don't make any sense okay uh perfect yeah yeah and, it's really yeah i mean that it's it's yeah it's, it's just it's just a plug that you put it in your uh, in the built plugin and and yeah i mean it just works yeah so what you are working or what you will talk in the upcoming conference about quarkus so uh do you have like a roadmap or just talk about you know what do you talk right now deployment what is the you know the the killer features of quarkus so what's yeah, well uh just one thing i i i from the plug, uh, you just in the configuration uh, uh, section of mm -hmm. the uh, of the plugin, mm -hmm. you just uh, there is a, a plug which is called Uberjar, ah, right? Okay. Like this, you do okay. Uberjar true, okay, and then you build a, a Uberjar instead of the regular one. Yeah, just okay. So I will try it because then I will wait until yeah, uh, Quarkus yeah. is released with the new Growl, and then it should work in my case. Perfect. Yeah, and mm -hmm. if you are using Gradle. You just need to do Gradle, Quarkus build, minus minus Uber, minus jar, and then it creates the Uber jar if, if you are using Gradle. So mm -hmm. I mean, it's, yeah, it works as well. Uh, yeah. Are you Quarkus committers or how deep are you involved with Quarkus or just more like Quarkus users? Or what's your role? I, I'm, I'm, I've committed some code, but mm -hmm. I mean, usually it's like minimal bug fixing or mm -hmm. improving the documentation. Okay. Usually it's this kind of, of a stuff that I'm committing. Then also, since I'm I, I, I'm writing um, uh, a book for about Quarkus, which is called Quarkus Cookbook, which is a cookbook okay. uh, um, with a lot of recipes about Quarkus. Then I I just you know prepare a lot a lot a lot of examples for okay. this cookbook, and then I, I usually found things that maybe uh, it's they are not working correctly, or that I think that it could be you know done another way, or or you know or simplified and somehow then I usually you, you can usually see me really active in the um, in the Google groups of, of Quarkus that you know asking for help or asking for clarifications or you know or suggesting um, you know improvements let's say so I, I would say that I'm not in the Quarkus team okay right? or I'm not a really really active but but I, I well, as I said before I just send some some pull requests about documentation and minimal code and things like that. And I'm in the top 50 committers. What I mean with this is that usually people are really scared, right, to contribute to an open source project and say, oh, why I should I contribute, why I should do this or that. And it's like, look, you can improve documentation, which is something that, you know, it's easy to, to do. It's not complicated. And you can, you know, reach really quickly the top 15 Right of, of the committer, which you know it gives you some visibility um, with the community, not just Quarkus community, but you know Java community. So uh, yeah, this is my my interaction with, okay. with Quarkus. Okay. Why we talking is because uh, I had um, so for the desktop app, for instance, I wanted to prevent caching, so I wanted you know that the cache is completely disabled. So um, and I uh, blocked uh, about this how to do it with Quarkus with uh netty and uh yeah the yeah. uh the micro profile configuration and uh you responded on twitter just use the no cache annotations like ha huh, that's interesting yeah. that you know the lord of the jars is now one of the quarked developers and uh i pinked you and this is why we're talking right now so yeah. this was the, the story behind yeah about, about caching you, you can do this no cache no for for modifying the http uh mm -hmm. headers but now for the version 1.2.0 that it's almost released. I mean that it, it's you know it's it's uh, and now it's one 
1.2.0CR1. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a candidate release. But now there is a new extension, which is called cache, which allows you to um, annotate your methods to cache the, the method calls as well. So we are working... Uh, but I'm talking the, about HTTP yeah, header caching, yeah, right? HTTP, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is already supported. But if you are also interested in caching at the server side, okay. say, mm-hmm. also for the 1.2, it's, it's going to be supported. And where it's caching in Finispan or, or where where it? No, uh, caffeine. Caffeine. Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a Java cache. For, okay. At least for this first version. Okay. And why not uh, in Finispan? Because there are trouble with Graal or? Well, in fact, there is an extension about Infinispan, so you can use Infinispan, but not as a let's say as a um, um, distributed in memory cache. It can be used uh, Infinispan, but in this. A specific case, it's an in mem. I mean, it's not a distributed cache caffeine. Okay. It's just you know caching the memory calls. And I have also um, some questions from clients, and also wondered myself. Uh, are you aware of Helidon? Yeah. Yeah. For Oracle, yeah. Yeah, and what uh, Helidon does is, uh, um, you can write your own main method and then invoke you know Helidon. And I uh, look, but it was a half a year ago uh, on Quarkus code, and you could do this as well. But is there like official way of doing this? where um, I would like to write my own main method, let's say, you know, fetch some configuration and then invoke Quarkus because uh, yeah. uh, what, uh, why for batch processing, for instance, you know, so I can write my own batch. It just wakes up, does something, and then I will kill it, for instance. Um, there is a discussion about this and, and there is a Google, a Google group topic okay. that we are uh, discussing about this and it's something that it's there Let's say it's uh, under discussion. I think that even th- there has been some work on this direction. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I I, 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 I don't have the roadmap of, of knowing exactly no, sure. what, uh, mm-hmm. when it's going to, to be released. But I know that it's been discussed and uh, everyone agrees that it's interesting to have it. And I know that they are uh, working uh, about it. But um, yeah, I, I don't have let's see the, deta- the exact details of oh, sure. when and this. But yeah, but I know uh, that it, this is going to be possible in the near future. Because uh, one um, one is batch processing, so I got the question several times from my clients, but also for me. So um, over the years, I've wrote a lots of Java command line tools for myself, and uh, so writing such a tool without um, from scratch. Um, it's a little bit, you know, painful if you know CDI. So, uh, I, of course, I could use CDI, but I didn't like that, you know, to to have well dependencies, whatever. But with Quarkus, it changes the game because I say, okay, it's exactly the same program model on the server, so I could misuse Quarkus for write my uh, CDI or my uh, command line interface application and use, for instance, you know, CDI because it's faster as I mean to wire classes, and I could pass, you know, the arguments. Uh, from the uh, from the main method, so the command line arguments, and make them injectable very easily. Mm-hmm. And this would be uh, my personal use case. And I think there are lots of such a projects. And uh, yeah, and you could even combine that with Pico CLI on something like this. So it would be interesting, you know, um, mm-hmm. interesting use case. Yeah. In fact, we are not far away from this because, for example, if you are using uh, K streams, so the Kafka streams approach, yeah. you don't you don't need to add the um, REST easy dependency. Exactly. If you, if you don't want. But, and this is something that is now supported. I know that, that it's, it's possible to do it. Oh, but. As, so I could actually but, experiment but, 
So what actually, yeah. what we could do, this would be an interesting experiment. We could write an extension without any dependencies, just hello world, and then uh, Quarkus, you know, should uh, write the hello, hello world and die. So this would be the use case. So this is actually then done, mm -hmm. right? The first iteration. And the, the only yeah. thing which would be interesting is to pass command line arguments somehow to the to the mm -hmm. plugin. And I look at the code, it would be trivial to implement, actually. So uh, there's almost, but this was half a year ago, um, uh, you could absolutely pass, you know, the arguments to the application. So, uh, okay, cool. Um, so what else? So what else are, really, are you going to talk? So what excites you the most with Quarkus? Um, yeah, well, one of the, the, I mean, that things or a lot of questions that I get it about Quarkus is like, okay, this means that um, uh, Quarkus is going to be a substitute of a Spring Boot, right? This is, a, you know, a lot of questions that we get it. And, and I always say the same is like, no, Quarkus is, it's, you know, another tool that you've got there. And, you know, sometimes it will be better to use a Spring Boot, others Quarkus, and also, it depends on the, the use case. I mean that, for example, one of the uh, uh, things that takes the, the attention of everyone is like the boot up time, right? That they say, yeah, look, this boots in, in five milliseconds or 10 milliseconds, and, and, and a spring boot takes three or four seconds to boot up, right? Or, or eight seconds to boot up, depending on the application. But I always say the same. It's like, um, it depends on your use cases. For example, if you have a you know, a, a stable service, which you don't need to scale up or scale down, which is, you know, a service, then you can use a Spring Boot and probably uh, bring up in eight seconds, it's not a problem. But if you expect that your service might need to be a scale up quickly, scale down quickly, because, you know, you get it some high level traffic at some point and then you get it down and so on and all these, you know, different, um, um, level of traffic, then probably it's really interesting to use Quarkus and GraalVM. But uh, because now, wait a yeah. second, you're talking the Spring Boot beats in, uh, boots in eight seconds. This is way too long. I, I don't have a lot of experience with Spring Boot. I actually no experience with Spring Boot. All my projects are somehow uh, Jakarta E microprofile or Java E microprofile Jakarta E related. But uh, most of my Whitefly, Payara, Open Liberty. And Tommy applications, they boot in three, four seconds. I mean, this is the, the eight seconds. What is it? Is it like, I mean, I, I mean that I'm just, you, I don't have a specific example. I mean, no, no, this is really, I, okay. I, I, I mean that, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because usually when I, I have some kind of a spring boot examples, which are really uh, simple examples, okay, it boots up in three seconds, right? Then I'm just saying, okay, if you need to do some kind of, um, for example, flyway migration of the database schema, plus uh, I don't know, uh, update any distributed cache, plus boot up the Spring Boot, plus whatever, right? Plus the lazy initialization of all the all the classes. Then, if you sum up all this time, maybe you know it, you you can easily go to uh, six, seven, eight seconds, right? Yeah, sure. Because one of the yeah, because one of the things that 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 everyone needs to 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 be aware is that the important thing is not the um, boot up time. I mean, this is important, right? But the important thing is the time it takes to serve the first request. And this is something that, that, that you need to really take care of. Because in case of a Spring Boot, you, you'll see that in the latest versions, they're improving a lot the boot up time. 
But of course, they are improving the world time. And you are paying something. And this something is that a lot of staff is, uh, you know, it's allocated at runtime. So okay. there is a lot of lazy initialization. And this means that you would have really uh, fast, but when you send the first request, and this is where everything is then rather, then it takes a lot of time to serve this first request. Right? Yeah. What I remember, I had already chat, chat with the um, Alexis from prior uh, from the Glassfish team. And what I remember was they, there was a Glassfish V2 and they introduced Glassfish V3. And everyone was excited, you know, about the uh, modularization and everything was loaded on demand. But I, I, I took a look at that and I'd say, okay, but this is, for me, it's just completely stupid because I need most of the things. So I always will have to wait, you know. There is no use case just to boot, you know, servlets fast and then wait until Jaxorace boots. And uh, back then, I used a lot, also the uh, admin console a lot because of monitoring. So um, if I booted, you know, the Glassfish booted immediately, and then I just opened the browser and said localhost 4848, and I had to wait, I don't know, five seconds until the admin console boots. It's like, this is all crap. And the Glassfish V2 was in total faster boot time because all the... You know, all the plugins were were eagerly loaded, so it uh, so for me it was better experience because whatever I need was already there, and in Glassfish V3 yeah. whatever I hit I had to wait first. You know, so uh, this is yeah. an interesting trade off between lazy loading and eager loading and uh, developer experience, right? So, uh, uh, but back to Quarkus. So there is one yeah. killer feature in Quarkus. What I at the beginning completely forgot actually. And this is what Quarkus also does is it optimizes Hibernate. And this yeah. is kick-ass because what usually takes time at boot time is are not you know, loading of the CDI rather than you know parsing and uh, the named queries and do all the stuff from Hibernate. Mm -hmm. And what, what Quarkus does, it reads the persistence XML and understands you know, the, uh, the deployment and generates all the metadata at build time so at runtime and uh, is faster, and the startup time is faster, and this is yeah. this is what I meant. This is you now the true revolution. It's not like a micro optimization. This changes the game. Yeah, but it's not only this configuration. Uh, this process during configuration time is, for example, if you are using the uh, MySQL uh, driver, then in Quarkus knows that there are some classes that are not required by MySQL driver, for example, because they are specific for uh, Oracle driver or uh, PostgreSQL driver or whatever. So they remove these classes as well from the from you know from the from your application, making your application faster to uh, to boot, mm -hmm. faster to I mean that um, a smaller in, in in terms of size because we are removing all these classes that are not required. Yeah, so, and this um, is very similar yeah. to tree shaking in JavaScript. This is the the uh, the name is tree shaking. This is I think is lesser known in, in Java world, but in JavaScript developers say no tree shaking is like they don't ship the entire framework. They have a boot process, a boot process build process, where they pick only stuff which is really needed in production, and everything uh, else is never shipped. Never ships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, uh, and what I wanted to mention also on that note is. And this is what I really like because all these years, if you if you if you look what I did is I always pulled you know the maximum server. I was not interested in micro optimization. I was only interested in developer experience. 
So for me, it was, you know, starting fast and be productive, the paramount. And what I really loved with, uh, about uh, Java E is I got one single dependencies. Okay, now I have two, Java E or Jakarta in microprofile, but still just two and always the same. And then I could rely to everything there and all the dependencies were on the application server. And now it's very similar in Quarkus. I have all the dependencies, but at the build process, Quarkus will remove whatever is not needed and just ship what is really needed. And this is actually great. Computers should do the work, not we developers. I, I actually don't care about you know a curating set of dependencies. I, I you know I do Java for wait a second uh, more than twenty years. Yeah, more than twenty years. So this is a boring you know boring task to care about uh, which library to choose and and when. This this build process it's it's you know it's changing everything. But at the same time it's it's if you think about it it's helped us to be able to to create a native executable because at the end when you're trying to compile a Java program to Graal or using Graal VM to a native uh, executable, then the more things that you have, the more time it takes and the more difficult uh, it takes to adapt all, all, all you know all the all these transformations of of the uh, JVM code into a native executable. So the less things that you have, the easier for a Graal VM process to uh, generate an executable or a native executable. So yeah, it's it's yeah, this, it's, it's it was perfect. in both directions. Yeah, it is actually yeah, perfect storm. You know, you you uh you have to know what to pass to GraalVM for optimization, and because you have to know what to do, so you had to uh to tree shake the application and just pass along what is really needed. If you do this, is the deployable for hotspot smaller and faster as well? This is the interesting part. And the same, and, and, and let's say, and a side effect is that then you need less memory. And 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 I always say this in my presentations that I know that the the memory is is cheap, is something that is cheap. I agree. But but now, I mean, this didn't happen in the past. But now, when we are in the cloud era, that you are paying for CPU, paying for memory. So, for example, if you go to I don't know Amazon or, or Google or any other or Azure, that then you are paying for CPU and memory, and this means that the CPU that you need, the memory that you need, means money. So if you can cut down the memory usage, it means that probably you can start using, uh, or you, you can start using, uh, let's say, um, less powerful machines. And if you start using less powerful, mach uh, less powerful machines, means that the cents per minute that you are paying is less. And yep. this is like a side effect. So it's like, you can use Quarkus and you will say, yeah, but what's the difference in the memory? It's like, okay, it means that you have half of the memory in comparison with other solution. So you can start uh, using uh, um, cheaper machines, right? Yep. So you are saving money from this, from the total amount of cents per minute that you are paying in a wall here. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the uh, data access object pattern, DAO? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, I will have to look it up. I've, I've wrote a po blog post like 10 years ago about this data access object pattern. And what I implemented once is actually for interesting purpose, like a generic data access object pattern. Mm -hmm. What it did, it just wrapped the entity manager without any additional mm -hmm. functionality. It was like, you know, uh, parameters with uh, Java templates 
generics and mm-hmm. uh, and return value. So it was actually pointless. But the interesting part is, ten years ago, uh, I had always, you know, in every project we started, to justify, you know, why I'm against DAOs. DAOs are great because in, if JPA changes in the future, uh, they have the DAO and then they can swap, you know, JPA with something else. And there was actually mm-hmm. no way I could convince, you know, in the project all the developers and architects. So what I did back then is I introduced my own DAO, which didn't make any sense, and then all the discussion stopped. And after a few uh, iterations, I removed the DAO, and no one complained because we had other problems in discussing the DAO. And uh, it was the same with the memory, no? I did uh, on my microservice workshops, I did you know slides from my server and, and, and compared it with E10K, about the costs, how RAM is, even cloud. I mean, in most projects, if you if you if you count the amount of machines you need, it really doesn't matter whether you will use small server or or or, or huge server. But what I do right now is, I do the following: at the beginning of the project workshop, whatever I'm doing, so uh, I show you know white flag application, let's say, because it's, um this is uh, the best comparable with Quarkus, and then I used uh, the same code and then move it to Quarkus. Hotspot VM, then everyone is already excited and they show the same result with Graal, where I you know Hello World consumes 5 megs of RAM. Mm. And then all the discussion stops. And I say, look, we can be smaller than Node.js with Quarkus, if you like. And uh, now, you know, there is no more discussion. So for me, this is a huge bless, whether we are shipping with uh, Quarkus in Hotspot or with Graal, the whole discussion stops. Because I mean, it's really, it's really hard to be smaller than Quarkus these days, and uh, even if you compare this with Node.js, which is a, I would say the true competitor of Quarkus, um, then it's it is smaller or or a similar size. Um, so what I saw is smaller than uh, than, than than Node, which uh, which is great. So I, I'll say now I know in nowadays ten years later I don't have to justify the DAO. I just use whatever is appropriate for my clients. And with the Quarkus trick, I, I, I never, you know, two year, before Quarkus, I also, you know, explained memory and, and how expensive it, it is and what what's the difference with the cloud. And now I don't even have to explain. I just show, you know, it consumes Hello World 5 meg with, uh, in, in, in native, I don't know, 20 in, or, or, or 200 with Java and uh, Whitefly stock. Whitefly needs uh, 400, 400 megs because it comes with the minus X uh, MS and minus X MX settings, right? Yeah, this is something that, as, I, as you said, or, or let's say, or examples or, or comparisons between Quarkus and Node.js is like Quarkus uses less memory than Node.js. Of course, using exactly the same uh, example, right? I mean, preparing the same example, comparing both, Quarkus requires less memory. Of course, probably if we, you know, uh, uh, compare more and more use cases. Maybe we, we could find uh, use cases where Node.js performs better, others than Quarkus performs better. That's true, that can happen. But the truth is that if it's not exactly the same, it will, it's better uh, Quarkus. And, and the good thing is that it's Java, right? So you don't need to learn uh, anything new. It's just yeah, exactly. Java code with your enterprise APIs. And we, are be, and we are performing somehow better than Node.js. In fact, we, we also have an example well uh, that uh, it's uh, with Knative, and we are just send start uh, sending uh, traffic to uh, Node.js uh, ser- uh, Node service and a Spring Boot service and a 
part of service with uh, I mean uh, with GraalVM, right? And we are uh, scaling, uh, or, or we are me measuring how these services scale up with Kinetic automatically. And we we've been able to show that Quarkus scales up faster and better than Node.js. So it's not only about the memory; it's also how both services scales up. Of course, I mean that in the, in this sense, uh, Spring Boot uh, scales up really bad. But but it's normal because I mean that we are comparing. I mean that I think that the the, the, comp the comparison is not fair because in both cases we are we are comparing JVM runner, which is Spring Boot, with some native runner. So I, I know that it's not fair. But, but, but you could uh, you could you could compare this would be interesting Spring Boot uh, uh, JVM and Quarkus JVM mode you know this would be interesting comparison yeah yeah it could be interesting but but then you need to compare uh, because in in this case we are uh, we are using Knative to scale okay. up automatically and we are sending uh, thousands of thousands of requests per second right so then uh, I mean that any solution that involves the JVM probably it will struggle uh, a bit. Right in, in in scaling up. And, yes, and, and sure, but you could compare, in this demo, yeah. just, just you know, just Quarkus versus uh, Spring Boot without Node.js and JVM versus VM. This would be inter interesting comparison, even for yeah. you internally, you know, to see how it performs uh -huh. on, on just Hotspot. Um, we have yeah, we have this uh, co uh, this comparison, but it's not using Knative. I mean, it's just you know, JPA uh, 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 examples with uh, with a Spring Data JPA. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then another with Quarkus, and then we start both of them in JVM mode with the hotspot. So it's you know, I mean, it's, then it's fair, and we know that we are using less memory and uh, faster first first uh, request um, than than a Spring Boot. And, 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 and how, how much of, faster is it uh, roughly? Just roughly, just don't tell the numbers or roughly. So what's uh, I don't remember exactly because th th this has been changed and we improved it. But I think that it's more or less, uh, and, and it, it's like in case of Quarkus, it's like two seconds, okay? Mm -hmm. And okay. in case of a Spring Boot, it's like three something. Okay. But um, yeah, it's more or less like, 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 like this, yeah. What would be also and, interesting, that would be really interesting, just take, you know, Whitefly because they're the same libraries. Whitefly with uh, Hibernate or M. And you know, deploy exactly the same application on uh, on Quarkus and compare Whitefly versus Quarkus. This could be interesting. Because yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. Because they are the same libraries, and you would just see, you know, the uh, optimization which happens on build time, what it actually brings to the table, right? Yeah. I, 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 in fact, we are faster and less memory in Quarkus in JVM mode and in Spring Boot because of the of the compilation process yeah yeah so, you know, yeah i i just did several i never compared to spring yeah. boot but i compare it with all the application servers and usually mm -hmm. it is at least half the size so as as, as uh, the quarkus mm -hmm. is half the size of common application servers which is already remarkable i mean this is uh, the first time there's a real difference in in memory consumption i, I always say that one of the, the the great things about uh quarkus is not just this, I mean, it's really nice. This memory consum, uh, the memory consumption, and also the, the performance. It's really nice. But one of the, the things or, or the, the, the examples that I always show in, in my demos of Quarkus is the developer mode, right? That you can just change something, save the file, and this change it is reflected automatically to a running instance. Yeah. And uh, and, and I mean, but it, the, the great thing about this is that I'm not showing. 
a hello world, right? Now you're not saying, look, hello world, I changed hello world from a goodbye world, and it's, the change is reflected automatically without having to repackage your application and uh, stop the previous application or start the new application and see what's happening. No, I'm not showing this. What I'm showing is that I have my application with JPA, in fact, with Panache, right? And then I add a new column. And the good thing is that I add the new column, I save the code, and it's, uh, you know, and then I, I just do the request, a new request, and my application is updated automatically, but my database is, auto is automatically updated as well, adding yeah. this new column. Yeah. And it's really nice. I mean, it's, you know, it's people just see this and say, whoa, that's awesome. Right? Yeah. Because it's like, I can start, I can start, Playing with JPA, trying queries. What's happening if I do this query? What's happening if I change this query to this other thing? What's happening if I add, uh, you know, this a new um, column or whatever? And without having to restart anything, you just see the results. And, yeah. and there's something. That, yeah, I can you know, I, absolutely. But uh, what happens? So how to start a thing is is Maven compile Quarkus colon dev and it starts, but. I wondered myself, you know, how good is it? And what interests me, you know, what happens actually behind the scenes? And the cool story is, what happens is, this is what actually what happened in the past, hopefully this is still the case, The uh, what actually Quarku starts entirely new application behind the scenes with a new class, class loader and drops the old one. So because it's so fast, there are no further no tricks required. And, and the result is, it works really well if you if you change whatever you like in some corner cases i found only problems if you know at added new extensions at runtime so that sometimes it doesn't work but you know for changing properties application dot properties and so forth uh, this is uh works really great and and what 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 helps me to understand what happens behind the scenes so it says okay it actually starts an entire new application behind the scenes and drops the old one right yeah and and it does with like uh uh Five, uh, half of a second or something like that. Yeah, exactly. regarding, the yeah, regarding the extensions, I know that this was a problem in the past, but I know that I think that it was in the 100, I think that, or, yeah, or the, or, or, or the, or the, just the, before the zero dot, the latest zero dot something that mm -hmm. we, we delivered, we fixed this problem. So uh, you could uh, add any extension in your pom.xml and it's the, 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 the running instant also uh, not, uh, it's not fired with the change. So yeah. you can even add new dependencies. And so, I, I mean, that maybe there is a one specific problem in one specific extension, but in, uh, I would say that we've been working also for detecting the changes in the POM XML or the, or the build.gradle uh, as well. And, you know, from, uh, uh, populating these um, changes as well to the running instance. Yeah, and, so, yeah. and even if it wouldn't work, so in this particular case, what I did is no control C, so I kill Quarkus yeah. and uh, just uh, say uh, arrow up, enter, and it just restarts in seconds to three seconds, depends how big the project is and you are set. So there's actually... Yeah, yeah. This is what I, what I, what I, I was doing when, when I was showing Quarkus before we added this... Uh, this uh, future of detecting changes in pom.xml. I just did this thing that just, okay, now if you add a new jar, it's something that you are not usually doing it in your project, so you'll kill it and you start it. But now it just works. And and it, and, and it works with, uh, with Ibernet, it works with Kafka, with uh, case streams. So you're going to start playing with case streams DSL 
and just, you know, inspecting the results uh, all the time. So you can say, okay, I'm going to do a joint here, whatever, and and you see the, the results. So it's, it's really... Yeah, uh, with, with Kafka nice. streams and also what's nice extensions regarding this, uh, but I will save it for another episode, otherwise we will talk, you know, the entire night. But... Um, is uh, the, uh, I think it's called MicroProfile or SmallRai streaming operators. And what you can do is you yeah. can have incoming and outgoing annotations. And yeah. uh, with the incoming, you can map to Kafka and outgoing, let's say, to WebSockets. So you can have another Quarkus, let's call Micro or a Nano service or whatever, who listens to a Kafka topic and translates the calls and exposes everything as a SSE or WebSocket, for instance, right? Yeah, and, and it's not just because the, this annotation comes from the, the microprofile uh, reactive streams spec. Reactive stream, exactly, Kafka. right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's not just Kafka. I mean, you can say incoming from Kafka or going to WebSockets. WebSockets, that's what I said, or, or, or Artemis or whatever. Or, 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 yeah, Artemis or whatever. I mean, it's not just, you know, it's any messaging system mm -hmm. and, and just annotating and configuring all this stuff in your application that properties file. Yeah. It's, it's really, yeah. I think what, what I don't like about Corcus, a small thing, and I actually wanted to open an issue is that, um, that the configuration name is application.properties. And I think it would be better if this is MP, uh, um, MP config properties, like in MicroProfile, you know? Yeah, it's funny that you said uh, this because, yeah, I think that it was yesterday, uh, uh, Max. Uh, you know, Mark Anderson, uh, um, send a, a, a message to a Google group saying why the file is called application .properties yeah, exactly. and not Quarkus application dot properties, something like that, right? To yeah, yeah, but because uh, or, I always uh, have to remember now if I port something uh, from application service to Quarkus, uh, the name is mpconfig.properties and the Quarkus application properties. Now, now I know it, but at the beginning I always copy the file and nothing, nothing happens. Like what, what the hell? Yeah. So, okay, I have to rename that. So, um, exactly. And uh, I could assume, I, I probably know the reason because uh, Quarkus doesn't have to be, you know, microprofile. You could run Quarkus without any microprofile relation. But uh, what you could do, you could support both. You know, you could search for yeah. application properties first. If there is nothing, then search again for MP config. And this would be a nice solution, I would say. Yeah, this is what uh, with uh, what Max uh, said in the, in the thread. Okay. That, that probably it will be interesting to not remove one but support more than one yeah exactly uh-huh um so what else so uh now now my complaint is over so <laughs> there's uh <laughs> this was the only thing which i didn't like uh, uh yeah. about corcus so um when, when your book is done you know that yeah uh, in march it's done okay and a start yeah so it's like in, in two months uh, in fact it's almost everything uh, uh, right now we are just and now I, i'm finishing the uh, the security part and then it's done and um in the, i mean that in march it's going to be done it's going to start the you know the official review process mm -hmm. and then probably in july we'll be uh, ready to you know to i mean that ready i mean okay ready to, uh, and printed and, and so on so in july august yeah in summer I'd okay say in summer it's when yeah when everything's going to be uh for uh, ready what are the cool, coolest recipes from your book or your favorites not the coolest what are your favorites yeah well my, yeah my, for example one of my favorites is uh about um uh, how, uh, how uh, writing kubernetes operator for example perfect this is one of that i really like because it's it's really 
um, easy now with uh, easy and, and, and faster to create operators in Java with with Quarkus. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, we are relying on the fabricate Kubernetes client. But but yeah, this is something that it's, you know it's a project. But this is one recipe that I really love because you you can see how powerful are Kubernetes operators and how easy it is to write them in Java. And then you can compile them in, in, into native executable, put it inside the Docker image, and it works really fast. This is one what you did the, then? What you've wrapped as, a, as an operator, or so what you're starting in your recipe, in your book? Yeah, in, 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 in this specific case, the, the operator that we are uh, creating is um, like... Um, uh, there is a, a Docker image, which is called Wells High, Okay, well, say sorry, which just send uh, puts a message right okay. in, the, in the in the in the console. Okay, let's say uh, you, you set as a as a property the, um, the the what the message you want to put, and then they you know they, yeah. they, they send this, and then basically you need to create you know your um, YAML file, your deployment file with defining the pod, the deployment, the service, the container name, the image, the, well, all, all the all the all the properties that you need to set. In a in a pod, and then what what, I, what 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 I'm saying is like okay, notice that if you want to change the message, you you need to create another file with all these properties. So you need to start doing copy paste from this deployment to another deployment and so on. So what what, what we are saying is like okay, how about just creating one YAML file with just one property, right? That say the message that you want to print, and then under you know then there will be a process which is the operator which will take this uh, message and fill this message with a predefined um, deployment definition and just deploy this new well say uh, service but with the new message so from the point of view of, of developer you develop the job operator and then as the point of view of of, um, of a user you just create a yaml file with the message and then you send this yaml file and automatically kubernetes will pick it up this file and print the new message so it's you know it's like a hello world operator yeah. i don't want to but to this is useful fix. so hello world is always useful because you can replace the hello world with something else and there's a good starting point to do yeah. something useful yeah yeah most of the book i would say that it tries to create uh hello world things right they are the best because this is also my my way of you know explaining things just print something really simplistic because you would like to know to understand what the technology is doing without too much business logic. And then the, the, another recipe that I really like is the circuit breaker, because we, we show how uh, the circuit breaker works and, and how you can, you know, um, make or can, can, how you, you can inject failures and see how the circuit breaker behaves and this kind of a stuff, right? But the micro-profile circuit breaker, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. micro-profile filter and this, yeah, with, yeah, with circuit breaker, bulk ahead, timeouts time and so on, retries. Yeah, this is another that I really like. And now one, one of the, the, the one that uh, I'm working right now is the Vault uh, um, integration. You know, Vault, this HashiCorp, Vault yeah. uh, uh, project. This is really useful. Yeah. That, that, that these parts of the recipes are really low. To, uh, that, because now, and from version 1.0 and now in 1.2 as well, we have improved the support. And and, and and I'm enjoying so much writing these uh, these recipes because it's something that, as you said, it's really useful. It's about the security, how to manage your sec your secrets, how to manage your secrets in Kubernetes, and and it's something 
Ja. Ich you, you know die Airhex TV, so my monthly streaming show on YouTube? Aha. So, and uh, there were, I think, three questions in a row about how to manage credentials on Kubernetes. And mm -hmm. uh, my first answer was, you know, just use MicroProfile config. And I say, yeah, but then you will see the uh, username and password and credentials in the yeah. uh, Docker environment, and this is not viable. And then it was back and forth. And in the end, I said, okay, now uh, the, take a look and, um, and Quarkus Vault. And this was solved the problem because then the Vault, you know, yeah. injects the credentials in a kind of RAM disk and they can be picked up by MicroProfile and you are golden, right? Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 one way of doing it is this way, right? So, so it's that the, the extension um, connects to Vault and, and, and grabs all the information. But uh, now also there is other options that uh, they do as, as uh, using the Cuban uh, um, Vault Kubernetes agent, which basically is a sidecar container that connects to to the Vault and then inject this um, this uh, uh, this information in the slash bar, slash secrets, slash something. So um, so y y you can you know use the extension or. You can even use this sidecar container, which is provided by uh, by the Bolt project, which allows you to inject these secrets directly inside the container. But yeah, um, uh, yeah, this is the... Yeah, so how, perfect. How so uh, what will be the name of the book? Uh, the name is Quarkus Cookbook. Okay, and uh, uh, the uh, publisher uh, is? Uh, O'Reilly. O'Reilly, okay. O'Reilly, O'Reilly, yeah. Perfect. And uh, where people can find you on the internet? Uh, well, okay. they can find me in Twitter, which is Alex Soto B. They can find me in LinkedIn, Alex Soto, and uh, in GitHub, it's uh, my username is Lord of the Jars. And I also have a, a blog, which is called LordOfTheJars.com. Exactly. So thank you, Alex, and uh, here you next time. Hopefully, I would like to find some time. I would like to invite you again and chat uh, chat about Kafka. Sure, it will be a pleasure. Perfect.